0: And welcome to another episode of the I'm Getting There podcast. It's your host Michael Booth, and I just got a emergency alert on my phone. They reissued shelter in place order restrictions effective tonight with added restrictions. Okay, um, coming at you in quarantine with added restrictions. I have a guest today, and my guest today is somebody that I have met d- through doing comedy in Santa Cruz. And I brought her to my show in Salinas, and she won the roast battle that I had in Salinas. And she's just kind of a badass comic that I've gotten to know, and a real cool person is Mackenzie Ruiz, everybody.
1: What's going on?
0: What's going on? How you doing? Uh,
1: You know, I'm uh, feeling a lot better after that uh, intro. I feel like, uh, you know, although actually, um, I was doing really well until you just said that there's uh, more more rules to this yeah just
0: now right when i was started intro get... in the podcast i got an emergency alert it was like meant to be i, I don't even know one. do you not are you sure you didn't get one
1: i didn't yeah i didn't get why, why weird I get
0: one? it's monterey you're monterey county right No, or it's no county. oh see that might be why we're different counties look at that we're podcasting across counties <laughs> wow, we're trail blazers here. Yeah, we're really doing it. Trailblazers. <laughs> Blazing the trails. Um yes, yeah, so how have you been how have you been holding up with all this this shelter in place? I know it's kind of been weird to just be
1: Yeah, it's been uh super weird to just be chilling. I am not a I'm not a chiller. I'm not a chilling person. I have always had like multiple jobs and my whole life is working all the time working in comedy and now i got laid off from both of my jobs and i can't do comedy so i've just been like trying to fill up my time with i guess i've been trying to have like healthy healthy sort of habits like i've been cooking a lot nice and yeah lots of cooking and it's um, nice because just before this all went down i moved in um with awesome people so like i have built-in friends you know in my house so that's nice. oh cool yeah I can yeah
0: that's him. the that's got to be the nice part about um you know being in quarantine if you have roommates that you enjoy being around at least you're not totally alone in the you know in the, the time we're in right now
1: i mean it's totally saved my life throughout this whole thing like it's like I really couldn't imagine dealing with this alone or, or being with people that I don't, I don't totally love, you know, it's, it's helped a lot because I feel like I mostly I've just dealt with a lot of anxiety. Um, one, because I never, I'm constantly like occupying my time with things. Um, and now that I have to like figure out new ways to occupy myself, it's nice to just be like, Hey guys, want to watch a movie or do you want to play a board game? You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of been like a huge saving grace.
0: Well, and it's, yeah, you get to reconnect with the people around you, and I've noticed there's kind of a, like, I just have you know, one roommate at my place, and him and I have even tried to keep ourselves, you know, distant from each other during this whole thing. It's just been weird, because, you know, we used to being around everybody at the mics and being out and performing, and it just is weird to not have that time to do that anymore uh it's like uh it just it makes me feel like i like there's something missing
1: oh yeah i feel like there's a huge piece of me missing i mean for the last like year and a half i've done i like my weeks of comedy are like i do comedy at least four times a week yeah which is which
0: is pretty good considering the like the the area the scene in the area it's like pretty consistent
1: yeah so it's definitely taken out a chunk of my life and I don't know, I guess I've just been dealing with a lot of like stress and anxiety and, you know, just like a little bit of like dark en- energy, I guess, um, very Santa Cruz way to put it. Uh, but so it's been like hard to just sit down and write new material. And then I like kind of feel guilty that I don't have like the mental space to actually pump out new material and sit down and write. Uh, that's what okay. I've been battling with a lot actually.
0: You feel like it's even more of a loss because you're not only are you not performing, but it's, it's kind of hard to to be creative, you know, in the in the writing in the writing spectrum, I guess.
1: Yeah, and a lot of my material uh, comes from like life experiences,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I haven't been able to make new experiences because we've just been
0: yeah. stuck inside. It's hard to write um, jokes about sitting on the couch or. Totally. I'm like, watching the same shows. <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: just like coming. And like, everyone's going to have the same material anyway, so I'm trying not to beat myself up. Like, everyone's going to have Tiger King jokes.
0: Oh my God, Tiger King. I haven't or, watched it yet. I'm kind of, I kind of don't know. I kind of like being, I don't know, I like being the guy that just hasn't seen it.
1: I mean, I get it, but like, hit me you gotta watch
0: it it's okay so <laughs> that's what everybody tells me <laughs> they're like bro you haven't seen tiger king what are you even doing bro what you haven't seen the king yeah um, they're like bro
1: no i do think that you should i think okay i was in the same boat where i was just like mm, i kind of like not being the one who's like deep involved in this like huge like hysteria over some show or whatever but i finally like caved and it's worth it i think because one i don't like not understanding things and now i understand it all and
0: okay like
1: i get i get what people are talking about and that like makes me feel unified i guess
0: that makes Um, sense yeah you feel like you're part of the group
1: and also it's just like the way i see it is it's like it's so insane it's crazy it's bananas the all the people are crazy the events are crazy the whole concept is crazy
0: everything that i've seen like the clips i've seen just looking this just looks nuts it's so
1: nuts and you know what it's comforting because it's more nuts than how i feel right now with what's going on
0: okay that's how i was talking to somebody the other day i go i was like look, look how fast we went from uh like epstein didn't kill himself to carolyn baskin killed her husband (laughs) <laughs> like yeah, it's just we went from really like
1: funny. that's funny that's a funny correlation
0: yeah it's like we that's that was like the beginning of the year and now it's and now it's this now it's like she did she killed her husband or what i don't even know i haven't seen it yet so gotta, i don't know i'll we'll have to check it out uh no but i want to bring up the last time we talked because i thought it was really funny uh we i was on instagram live with Mackenzie and <laughs> She was in a room and she looked up and said, "Hey, there's this like cupboard door in my room. Up, up, up. It's like in a loft area up above." And uh, I was like, "Okay." She's like, "There's an attic on the other side. I wonder if it connects." I was like, "You should go find out." <laughs> and so you just went up there, <laughs> and we're all watching you just like crawl through this <laughs> through this dark attic. It was so funny. Yeah, oh, man. I- I did you genuinely... save it do you have the video
1: you know what i don't think i saved it know ah, it was a mistake because that was so bizarre and so funny <laughs> the
0: stuff you were finding was crazy <laughs> it was, so was, crazy. <laughs> it was. It
1: genuinely was creepy and it also like this house is from i think like the 1890s or something oh so wow it was, yeah it's it's old and uh it's it's very old and it's very just weird it just it's built in a very weird way and there's a room in the very back where that attic
0: is yeah i remember the when you were showing me when you were like on live going up and through it did look like it did look very weird like there's a lot of sharp like there's a lot of walls in the corner it doesn't make sense it doesn't it's not very open
1: it's a little like winchester mystery house ish it's like okay because that (laughs) because I don't know, it's just built in such a weird way. And there's that room in the back, which had the attic that I went in, but then my room is the very front of the house on the opposite end with that door. So I'm like, okay, they probably connect. But then when I went up there, they don't I don't know if you remember, but they don't connect.
0: Yeah, they don't connect. And that and that kind of that freaked me out and I said I was like thinking about it like after we got off live. I was sitting oh, there really? like what? Where does that room go to? <laughs> like <laughs> I, I Ah, uh, well. I hope I, you. I hope you. You. Uh, you explore and you, and you find what's up there. I hope it's not anything bad. I hope it's not what we thought it was. I hope there's not anybody living up there, because honestly, that would like, be crazy.
1: <laughs> well, like, if there is somebody living up there in like the one that's in my room, you know, they haven't done anything. So like, I guess I'm fine. Okay. With, like as long as they, I'm in it, my room right now, <laughs> so they can hear me if they're there. So like, <laughs> hey, peace be there's, on you There's There's mutual
0: so, respect. Like,
1: I guess so. I don't know. I mean, do you remember what I found up there? Like I found a, like a little tiny yeah.
0: You found like a corset? doll corset, and then yeah. like a baby. It said a note that said like baby boy on it. Yeah. It was kind of it was kind of scary. I was really like, wow, am I in a horror film right now? Or I know, and there
1: are a bunch <laughs> of like sharpies without the
0: caps on. Uh, really? Like, like dried baby- out sharpies.
1: Yeah, like some baby
0: was up that there. That is so like, scary. All I can think about now is like some baby in a corset just huffing sharpies, exactly. just getting super, pulled, just getting high as fuck off of sharpie markers, and they just, they just die and vanish like Yoda and Star Wars, just like vanish into the force. Or I don't they know. Now
1: have grown into adulthood
0: and live in my room. Well, that would. That would be some fucked shit. Like, I know, I know. There's just a, there's just like twenty, like, twenty boxes of sharpies stacked up in there, and the corset's <laughs> my gone. Going missing. <laughs> <laughs> like, who keeps taking my sharpies? Yeah, you just, yeah, you just see like, you see like, ink on the like fingerprints crawling up okay. your wall. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. I'll
1: tell you what though all I need is a, a big ladder and then I can get into the one in my room. And
0: okay. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll you gotta go live again it. when you do it. Like, exactly. and let do me it. know.
1: My only concern with that is that um, if I open it, like, what if I open some sort of, like... You know, like, when you, like, oh, open a tomb or yeah. something? Yeah, and,
0: like, what if you... It
1: releases an entity or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, can I tell you what like the uh, I <laughs> you know the movie Ghost, <laughs> like with Shwayze and fucking Danny Moore I am familiar and with Ghost okay, the, for some reason when I was a kid and I watched that like the the demon spirits or the evil spirits in that movie that are like the black shadows. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember. That's I am so scared. Like that movie was so scary to me for the longest time. It was like a. I would like, <laughs> I would be like, oh, ghost is on, and then that part would come on. And I'd be like, I can't watch it. I have to change it. <laughs> like, <laughs> for, like I don't know why, but that movie has like the scariest image of like a demon spirit ghost for some reason. I don't know. I love watching you
1: like, like doing like a kind of like Netflix and chill kind of like date, and you're like in bed, and the girl's like, oh my god, you know what we should watch. Let's watch Ghost. <laughs>
0: I'm like uh okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and then I just have to I have to sit through just the you're like and then the shadows come out and she turns around she would totally I would jump or make a noise and she would probably be like are you He's good like, why like are you crying? yeah what's going on and then I'd have to explain it yeah it'd be I mean that would be a real like deal breaker moment for her I feel like she'd be like this guy's a fucking what the hell? Like this guy's, <laughs> this guy's a or piece she, of shit. I don't, it could work in your favor. Like, especially if you're crying, she could just be like, "Oh, I could be like, yeah, it could be like sensitive." Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Might, I might. Mean, yeah. that's
1: pretty vulnerable. What you just shared, you know,
0: like. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> People are probably gonna be like, "Wow, this guy's a fucking bitch. He's afraid of the movie Ghost. Like, He's what a the bitch. hell?" <laughs>
1: Being afraid of ghosts, is so bitch. <laughs>
0: no, no. I was young. I don't know. I could probably watch it again and be fine with it now, but. I haven't seen it since the the time I was like really afraid of it.
1: I watched this one movie. Well, I don't even think I was watching. It. I think like my sister or my parents were watching it. And there's this is old movie called Dreamcatcher, I think. And there's okay. this scene. I just remember there's like a lot of snow. They're in a cabin, and this man sits on the toilet, and something from the toilet like attacks him.
0: Whoa. So he's like
1: sitting on the toilet, and he just he gets killed, and there's like all his blood. And it was so scary, and I like cried. And I remember, like, I wouldn't go to the bathroom like without my mom like, by the door <laughs> for like a while.
0: Oh man, yeah, that'll that'll get you. Like, yeah, like when you're that's friends. scary. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't like scary movies. I'm not, I'm not oh, interested. I love them. I love. Them. Uh, I tried to, wa- I tried to watch. I think the last one I tried to watch was like The Shining or something like that, like one of the OG scary movies, and I actually was able to make it through. I was like, "Oh, this isn't that bad." But there's there's been some where I just if if there's like a like the Grudge or anything like, that was like a character that just mm-hmm. looks disgusting, I I'll like see you later. I can't deal though. I can't deal with that. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Have
1: you seen have
0: you seen Jeepers Creepers? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. And I like I'll see previews, and if there's a scary figure in it, I'm like, I'm out of here. Like, you, see you later. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need this. <laughs> so I miss coming up to Santa Cruz. Uh, I don't know. It's been, it's been like a couple weeks now. Um, a lot of the mics that I would do would be up there. There's only I think two or three down here. That are really worth going to. So, yeah, it's been weird. I feel like I'd spend like half my week up there sometimes. Like yeah, I'd be and up. I
1: feel like I, just before this happened, I felt like I was seeing you at least every Monday. And yeah. mostly like Mondays and Wednesdays.
0: Mm-hmm. And I would try to come out on Tuesdays if I could. But, yeah, I, I, was, I was trying to be pretty consistent. And it's, it's funny that drive starts to feel like nothing after you do it. Every other day it seemed like I was how's the santa cruz have you been out and is there like people still going out in public or are people kind of just everybody's gonna stay in home totally
1: or? it totally looks like i mean it looks like normal people are still going to the beach and people are still no outside. way
0: people are still going to the beach Mm-hmm.
1: That's i mean fun. the last that i saw which was like a week ago so everything okay. changes every single day so who knows but it does seem you know i think the most the most time that you can really see the effect is like five o'clock traffic jam like southbound on um like the one is like yeah, I mean, that's when you see it but and also like the grocery stores and having like all the businesses closed
0: yeah I, I imagine the downtown area is pretty bare
1: yeah I it's wanna... really weird because like my life for the last year was just being downtown and going to all the mics every, mm-hmm. every night and, and yeah being working downtown, working at um, the restaurant I serve at downtown, working at the comedy club I worked at downtown, and now it's just it's it's completely different. I'm I'm never there, and it's weird seeing it now and feeling so distant.
0: Yeah, sh- uh, yeah. Speaking of, shout out uh, DNA's comedy lab.
1: Yeah, uh, um, we're hoping I, that it it stays and it thrives. And
0: I've been seeing um, he's been doing some like virtual virtual stuff there on facebook and stuff which is cool uh, yeah it's yeah it's nice to see that it's you know still still happening and that's a really fun place i like the open mic there uh, i like the vibe there it's uh it's a nice it's a nice place to come on wednesdays and try some material it's, out
1: yeah it's fantastic it's um like a special very special place very special dream that's come to life and um yeah yeah I hope I hope that it continues to grow into being what the vision for it was because it really is just such a good place, such a great, such a great thing to have a, a comedy club in Santa Cruz.
0: No, it is. It I think it adds to the scene, and I've noticed you know since the club has been open, a lot of people from like San Francisco and San Jose have started to migrate down a lot more than you know in the recent year before that. Uh, you know, poets there was not as many people coming through from the Bay area, but now it seems pretty regular. And so yeah. that's been cool too. It seems like the scenes just becoming more and more, you know, competitive, but also getting to know a bunch of other people and getting, you know, getting a lot of upro- other opportunities. You know, I've seen you being on shows, you know, up North and, you know, you had a, uh, you had stuff lined up for the improv, I think what next month, right?
1: Yeah. I, I know. I'm
0: super bummed. I, uh, it's yeah, it's, a... it's, it's you and 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 Cameron both uh, were like had shows, you know, lined up right before this thing started, and yeah, it's, a, it's a bummer. That's, to... a,
1: that's a huge bummer. I mean, it's been a dream of mine. For I started comedy in 2016, and I okay. took some breaks in between, but this last year and a half, I've been really like, that's when I started doing it like multiple times. A week mm-hmm. to the point and then working at the comedy club and everything but ever since I can remember thinking about comedy like performing at a place like the improv was always a big dream of mine and then when I moved to Santa Cruz it be, it became the San Jose improv that was like my next that was my next goal my next what I felt like was my next yeah it's death. like the
0: ne- the next yeah the next level
1: yeah and then when I got at, I got booked to do a show there uh, it was just like a dream come true and I was so excited. And I saw my, like, bio and my headshot website, and it just... That's super and then, cool. Yeah, it was rad. And then it just was heartbreaking to see that, like, it's not, you know, it's not going to happen. And I'm hoping that it gets rescheduled.
0: Um, yeah, that would be cool. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that if you were in their mind then, then I'm sure something else will come along and...
1: Yeah, totally. You know, and It's it wasn't not like totally a, lost. It was a show with, like, a collective of other performers. Oh, um, Nice. So it's not like it was, uh, you know, it, it's not like I was
0: feeding. It was just somebody. you. It, you're headlining an hour yeah, no, and, no, no, all no, weekend, six not. shows. <laughs> absolutely absolutely not. No, 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 no. It was just it was much more miles than that, uh, much more teeny tiny than that, uh, uh, which
1: is exactly what I want right now, the teeny tinies. Um, yeah. But even still, even though it was teeny tiny, it's still it's still sad that, you know, it might not Yeah, happen.
0: speaking of, like – we're recording this on Friday uh April 3rd. It's supposed to be my first show, my first uh first Friday show at uh at Poets. Oh no. My, yeah. I'm so sorry. And uh so I feel your pain cuz like that was like when I when I first started going out to open mics and going to Santa Cruz. That was one of the first like showcases that I saw was available to like when I was looking at the schedule of poets. It was like every first Friday of the month showcase of the people, you know I think it's it's fine like I'm sure it'll get rescheduled and and it'll be no big deal but yeah it was something I was looking forward to it was like a th- yeah, uh, you still, know it's like a checkoff yeah get check the box you know and
1: but and- the cool thing is is that like you put in a lot of work uh in the comedy community in general but also just like you you've been, you've become a part of the Santa Cruz comedy scene I would say I mean I'm no authority but yeah. I would say so. I mean, you're 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 there for at least two mics a week, and that mm-hmm. to me like says a lot because you drive from Salinas to be there. You contribute to the shows in a very like good positive way. You are super fun and easy to work with, and you support like promoting our shows as well. So you, I think more than have earned that spot, and 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 Sam's super awesome. So it, yeah. you know it. I wouldn't worry about uh, it not it not happening. Oh, I'm no, sure. no,
0: I'm not worried about it. It was just more of the, yeah, it was like, ah, oh, man. like The initial letdown. Yeah, like just, you know, I'm hoping that I haven't uh, put something on like a, you know, sometimes I feel like you build things up in your head to something that makes it, you make it like this huge thing in your head. And then when you get there, you have to remind yourself not to to remind yourself that you are doing that so you don't let yourself down. You don't go in it with wrong expectations. I feel like I do that sometimes. I build things up and then when it's actually happening, I'm like bummed out for no reason.
1: Yeah, that's a huge thing that I need to work on. Um
0: it's it's hard to It's like almost like an anxiety thing, but it's you're more of just like having high hopes for something. I don't I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's an expectation thing for me, at least. I, I have a huge problem with um, setting too high of expectations for myself, setting too high of expectations for shows, um, yeah. and things, things like that. And, and um, a friend of mine was actually having a conversation about this with me. And I think a lot of it is just, uh, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself, to put on other people to put on the world you know because especially when Mm -hmm. it comes to shows you don't know what the audience is going to be like no and that's not in your control so it's really not healthy to put some sort of expectation on it um but it is yeah for me i think it's it's um it's a little hard because i just get really excited
0: yeah i i do too uh yeah i get like you just get stoked and you, you just yeah. want it to be awesome and yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to like calm yourself down in those moments sometimes and just be like, relax, dude, it's all it's all it's gonna be all good. Like it's gonna be fun and you're gonna have a good time or whatever the situation may be, but don't blow it out of proportion. Don't overthink it.
1: Yeah, one of the best things that I think I've ever been told by someone before doing a show when I was really nervous was just have fun. Mm-hmm. just have fun you know that's that's so a big may- part of why I'm, I'm doing it anyway
0: yeah that, yeah yeah it is it is fun you're i think i think you know you know a lot of the times in comedy it almost feels like you're kind of messing with the audience or trying to like poke and prod at them and get them to uh let down their guard and uh it's it's fun to do that with a group of people and to talk to them like you're commanding something from them or you you have it's it's a weird like power dynamic sometimes I don't know it's it's interesting,
1: yeah I think anything that evokes a response from people is like a very kind of i guess see this is where blinds get a little bit blurry for me because I don't like to, I don't like to like mess with people too much. Like that's not the kind of comedian I am. Mm-hmm. I guess or I'm not right now. Uh, but I I think any time when you're kind of in charge of how other people might feel is a very like energizing, interesting feeling.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you're almost you're holding the mic and you're up there and you're like in your head, kind of kind of just going. Oh man, what a you know what am I gonna say? What is you know how are they gonna? They just can't look. Everybody's looking at you, and there's just this. It's 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 interesting. Like that's like the first couple of seconds, like when Sam brings you up and at Poet, and you grab the mic and you look out and you see everybody standing around. And I always I always look back at like the fucking jukebox thing that's on the back wall that has like the bright lights on it. That's like what like helps me like focus because it's just I'm not looking at anybody else, but yeah uh in those couple of seconds i'm yeah it's i'm always just it's a cool you're like you're about to embark on you're like you're just just full of uncertainty like right when your set starts every time yeah it
1: totally is like a new adventure every single time you do a new set
0: mm-hmm. uh, and especially when you're in other rooms that you've never been to or you don't know anybody it really feels like you're, you're the only one like you're with yourself and you're the only one that is going on that journey um from your perspective like everybody else is going to be experiencing it from you know as an audience member but it does feel like there's no one else to it's hard to describe i don't know
1: that's a cool way to put it that's a cool perspective to have
0: like you're kind of looking around like does anybody else see what i'm seeing right now yeah <laughs> or, and nobody, is. And nobody, and nobody has, is
1: nobody's feeling what you're feeling when you're on the stage looking out at the audience nobody's feeling that except for you right then
0: yeah uh yeah, and you know, I've I think how many how many times have you come down to Salinas now? Like three or four, maybe.
1: Not including the roast, I think it's been three.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, and I've noticed there's been each time you come down, there's been a little bit of a different, you know, an energy that you bring from the first time, because it's it, and I and I I find that so interesting because I feel. I feel that way when I go to Santa Cruz. Like, if there's, I try to bring like the energy that I bring where I feel comfortable into that room. And then I'm like slowly adapting it. So it's been cool to see you do that in, in the, at the bricks and beer night. It's just like slowly you've kind of, you've kind of like gravitated towards the crowd and they, and they are starting to like reciprocate more, it feels like. Um,
1: I totally, yeah. That's a. I like hearing your kind of like thoughts and perspective about um, how I've evolved in your room. Uh, because your room is a room that is very different than any other room that I regularly perform in. And um, it's also, I think it was like, I think it was, I mean, man, it. Might have been almost a year ago. I don't know when the first time I did your show was. I
0: think it was like almost a year ago.
1: I think, I think it, it was, was in like May.
0: Yeah. It was like yeah, a year I ago. I think it
1: was like a year ago. And even even just as a comedian, I feel like I've changed or comic, whatever. I feel like I've I've changed quite a quite a bit from the first time I did your room. Um and I think like content wise for sure, energy some but i think i've learned a lot about um just i guess i guess i've learned a lot about the art of stand-up more from rather than like reading about it or hearing about it more from just experience over the last year Mm -hmm. so coming into your room this most recent one which was what was that like a month ago
0: yeah it was the it was the leap year Yeah.
1: yeah So, like, coming into that show, I felt like I was so much more comfortable to, like, lean into the audience. Okay, yeah. And kind of bank more on my time being spent with letting them sit with a reaction. Mm
0: -hmm. Whereas
1: I feel like the times before I've just been, like, hammering out my jokes and hoping for the best.
0: You're just throwing everything at the wall and seeing if it's yeah. what sticks kind of
1: yeah and I remember, okay. I remember specifically the first time I ever did your room one of my um like comedy sort of uh I, I don't know if idol is the right thing one of my favorite comedians uh, who has been uh, really kind to me and has um, given me a few little morsels of advice here and there uh, is un Gao Bilman. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but he's super so, no. awesome. He's super awesome. He has a show on Netflix. I think it's called Cooking on High okay. or something. Um, he's super funny. He's really awesome. He came to the lab. Anyway, um, he I posted a clip from your room the first time I ever did your room. I posted a clip, and uh, he commented on it, and he was like, or no, he didn't comment on it. He direct messaged me and he was like, Hey, like, here's a little tip. Uh, try to like stay in the light. Uh, because there was a lot of moments in that clip, in that whole set where I was just not even in the light. Like you mm-hmm. couldn't even see me. Yeah. And that was something that was definitely a reflection of my comfortability and how I felt on stage. Whereas the last clip that I took from the last show that I did a month ago at your room it was totally like i was in the light the whole time i was like looking at audience members it was really cool to see the progression and your room is really good for that to like map your progression i feel like
0: yeah uh because it's because it's you're kind of taking what you have from that month um and like that's why i like doing it once a month because it's it gave me time like those weeks after going to the mics consistently i would try to come up with you know a couple. At least, like, one or two new jokes to try at the show, um, that and hope that they work so that they become, you know, part of like my regular set or whatever. Um, but I remember there's been multiple times where like you and Molly and Harag and a couple other people have seen me do shows at the XL and then they've been like, Yo, dude, like, where is that energy at in Santa Cruz, man? Like, we haven't seen you you know, be like that on stage yet. And, uh, I think it comes from what we're just talking about right now is kind of feeling, bringing the comfortability with you and trying to have that same level at every, every time you're on stage and trying to, you know, not be afraid to do what you, what you normally do and what you know is going to work or, uh, and just express yourself, have fun and not be like, that's the hard part for me is I get a little nervous. I just overthink my set in my head or something, and then that comes through on stage. I'm like a little more quiet or timid towards the people, and that's uh, been something I've been trying to work on a lot. It's been, you it's know, been a hard thing. I
1: think um, somebody once uh, put it to me this way because I've I've definitely struggled with that. I think you know I think a lot of newer comics struggle with it, um, that nervousness and that comfortability. And I once heard it described as the stage is. Whatever stage you're on, every time you go on a stage, that is your house. You live there. That's where you are. You are, like, that is your space now. It's your space to take up in any way that you want. The people in your house, you're hosting them in your house. Like, you are, they're your guests. And, like, you kind of, like, make yourself feel at home every time you're on stage. And that's definitely not an easy thing to adopt but it is a really cool perspective it's a good way to look at at it yeah
0: try to try to think about it that way yeah it's good it's
1: helped me a lot i think because like when i do your show i'm like this is my house like i'm here and these are my people and i'm just gonna like i'm gonna be me and i'm gonna behave the way that i behave in my house like you know Mm -hmm. i guess is is not like house is definitely a metaphor you know i mean uh i I feel like it's just it, it just helped me to kind of feel a little bit more comfortable in setting up uh, sort of that like feeling of familiarity when I yeah. go to new rooms.
0: Um, yeah, cause I I couldn't imagine like it, it puts things into perspective because there's you know people going on tour and they're going to different states, and they're performing in different states, and like having to be comfortable in those places. That's like a that's like a whole. Like, I'm just driving to the next town. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Like, like,
1: I don't know. I guess I think that will still – I can't remember who told me that. I think it just came up in conversation with someone. But I think that will still help me no matter where I end up in comedy. Like, I'd like to, you know, follow it as a career. And um, if I do end up, you know, going on tour and and going to different states or whatever, I'd like to just keep that sort of mentality, like – whatever stage it is like this is i'm setting up home like i'm setting up Mm -hmm. shop this is this is where i live now uh for the night or whatever for the next 10 minutes or whatever
0: yeah that's that's definitely a good way to look at it Uh, i know
1: that when i don't look at it that way i i definitely i don't feel super awesome sometimes
0: what's your current uh way of keeping busy right now because you know you told me that you're not working and there's no comedy right now so What do you kind of do – what are you trying to do right now to kind of stay busy and keep the creative juices flowing?
1: Well, one thing that's been taking up a a lot of my time in a really good way is I started gardening. um, I started – Sam and I, um, we started – he had a garden plot originally in a community garden. And so I started just kind of like helping him with it and weeding and it was time for us to like hang out and be in the sun. And that was right before the quarantine and then – or shelter in place – and then we commandeered an empty plot that was just neglected for like a year or so.
0: Okay. Um, so
1: we just we took it over, and um, throughout the shelter-in-place, we've been uh, planting seeds, and we took this like gnarly plot, and just shoveled out met, like mounds of dirt
0: nice. to get it,
1: you know, fresh again. And then uh, we yeah. just we planted a bunch of stuff, and we're hoping to make some. Make some food, like some zucchini and tomatoes and stuff, and hopefully we have okay. enough that we can that we can like kind of donate it uh, once it grows to different places that need help because a lot of pe- places are gonna need help, like food banks and stuff.
0: Yeah, that's super um, cool.
1: Yeah, so I've been doing a lot of gardening. I've been trying to exercise. Uh, I definitely have been doing the drinking mechanism. Um, so I've been exercising on top of that, (laughs) of this quarantine super chunk. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then also cooking. I've been doing a ton of cooking, um, which has been really cool. I've been tapping into sort of my,
0: are you like, are you doing like meal prep or are you just like cooking meals? Just
1: cooking. I've been kind of tapping into, I don't know why I've just been feeling, I think sometimes when things get really crazy, I like to tap into like my Mexican heritage and roots and stuff and i've just been cooking like comfort like i made albondigas
0: um, okay which is like a
1: a mexican meatball soup um and i made chicken enchiladas
0: and uh, what kind of sauce is like a red sauce green sauce green sauce oh okay yeah nice i'm
1: a a verde kind of enchilada person but um yeah i've been doing that and uh i've been trying to do like new projects i um trying to tap into it i filmed this like spoof on tiger king uh with my room oh shit
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's
0: uh, that's awesome
1: it's, it's pretty it's pretty funny it's, is it posted um, yet or no i posted one clip it's okay. amber amber the canine queen
0: nice um so
1: it's, with dogs. <laughs> it's with dogs instead of tigers
0: oh man that's awesome
1: yeah so just just doing that i guess
0: Cool. Uh well shoot. Uh before we go, do you have you know, do you have a, do you want to shout out kind of your Instagram and, and all that stuff so people can follow you? Uh, sure,
1: yeah. Um my Instagram is it's Mackenzie Ruiz. And my Facebook is Mackenzie Ruiz. I don't I don't know why I don't know why anyone would want my Facebook. Uh,
0: Instagram
1: is probably, probably <laughs> the best. Uh Okay. Yeah, Instagram is just in. It's Mackenzie Ruiz, uh, and then I think it's the same. You wait. You might need to cut this out. I should know this. I want to plug my Twitter. It's okay. Let's see. Okay, yeah. My uh, my Instagram, my Instagram and my Twitter are at it's Mackenzie Ruiz.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah, it was really fun talking to you. I'm glad that you had time to do this with me today. Um, And I hope that comedy comes back online soon and this quarantine's over so that we can do sets again and hang out and talk shit and have a good time because I miss doing that. And you're one of the people that I would see, I think, almost every time I was up there. And it was always fun to just sit and kick it and hang out and and tell jokes so yeah Uh, thanks
1: for having me i uh i can't wait to get back out there and uh tell jokes and talk shit with you
0: all right thank you guys for listening Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. And make sure to head over to the Instagram at I'm Getting There Pod. If you also like to see what I'm doing, you can go to at underscore M on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and YouTube, Michael Booth. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe.